Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Esports Diff, the newest esports-centered podcast where we discuss our opinions on recent news and updates across multiple titles like League of Legends, Valorant, Super Smash Brothers, and many more. I'm your co-host, Fobbs, and accompanying me on the cast is esports enthusiast and longtime friend, Faison. Yep. You can catch episodes every, every Thursday at 10 a.m. EST on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. The cast is also timestamped, so you can fast-forward to the sections that interest you the most. So with that, we'll talk about the the bonanza that was L- LCS and LEC fucking what oh like week week three or week week two for LCS and then um week five for LEC yeah I gotta say the LCS games kind of okay I'm trying to remember off the top of my head I, I had a few that I wanted to talk about that I, I remember so I didn't watch this game but I was kind of shook at Immortals versus 100 Thieves I did someday someday top on reacting did like fucking most I wish I remembered this game. I watched this I think it was that, that was the game they played what was it? Rise mid Yep. Like Renekton Diego top side. Diego jungle Renekton top, yeah. I don't remember their bot lane. I just remember who he was fucking sprinting it. <laughs> yeah, he he's playing, he was playing set. It. He was playing set support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had okay. turbo turbo take. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I just, I just remember he had a couple of just like bad engages. That yeah, I mean, kind of fucked the, fucked over hundred thieves, bro. Like, I, I don't know, man. It's best the one. I, yeah, I didn't get to watch the game, but like, I was kind of surprised that uh, I. It is surprising because I think that was IMT's first win. I think they're um, like one in three now, off of that. IMT, yeah, they're one in three. That was their first win. Yeah. That, that one was pretty surprising to me. Um, yeah, I wish I watched it because like yeah. I, it would have been it would have been nuts to see. Another good game actually was the Liquid vs Cloud Nine game. I don't know yeah, if you got yeah. to catch that one. I I don't think I did. Um, this one this one was really interesting, right? Because uh, you know, Cloud Cloud Nine is kind of known to draft um, interesting drafts. I guess mm-hmm. they're known to drafts like not normal. Like normal meta. Oh drafts. yeah, I'm looking at this now. Okay. So they had um Aurelia mid, Aatrox, <laughs> Aatrox top, uh Jinrakan bot lane. The interesting one was they had Karthus. Karthus jungle. I think that this was actually so fucking smart. It, it sucks that it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But uh like in game specifically, right? Um Blabber is running first strike. Mm-hmm. Which is that? That's the rune where like you get you kind of get gold based off the damage you deal, right? Yeah. He, so he, he built eighteen hundred damage and he gained thir- like almost fourteen hundred gold. Yeah, yeah. So what he was doing, um, kind of like mid game or like, I guess like mid game, like he would just randomly ult, mm-hmm. right? If it's like there was like two uh, there was one spe- specific one where it was like two minutes left before dragon spawned, mm-hmm. so he he just randomly ulted. Got like 300, 400 gold. <laughs> That's a kill's worth of gold. It, yeah, it stacks on all of them, right? Yeah, it, it procs on all the first strike procs on all five of them. Oh my god, okay. It's wow. kind of big brain. Yeah, I don't, it I, would never work in solo queue because like you're always <laughs> no. just like scrapping. No, yeah, then they had the the like the hybrid damage, uh, Irelia, but like she she does like mainly AD, but she does both, and then the yeah, AD damage it, top, uh, Aatrox. Who was building sustained? He literally built Gore Drinker, Spirit Visage, Death Dance, GA. Yeah, I I don't think it was a good draft into like I don't think giving away like Corky Jinx is ideal. 
Yeah, they eight one on Hansama, three one on Bjergsen. They're all like they're both full build. <laughs> yeah, the, the game went on too long for thirty eight. Yeah, thirty nine. If they kind of threw once they got Baron, they overchased and like two. I think like two of them died or something. Mm-hmm. And like Blabber trolled a bunch of his Karthus ults that got they got interrupted <laughs> by Gragas. Uh, but it, yeah, it was yeah. it was a super interesting draft. I, I and the but, game was actually pretty fun to watch. Okay, yeah, dang. I wish I wish I had the time to watch it. I was doing, I think I was running another event. Uh, all right, I want to talk about TSM Golden Guardians. What a fucking yes! <laughs> that shit was a fucking. Party, Did you get bro. to watch the for like the first five minutes? Uh, no, I don't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get to all right. It. So I'm just gonna recap this, right? Mm-hmm. TSM inv- invades uh, Golden Guardians blue side jungle, right? Yeah, they get first blood on. I don't remember who they killed, but they get first blood. Zed is like pushed out of his blue side jungle, loses everything, right? Uh, Spika takes. I think he takes wolves in blue. And Wait, like okay, moves, no, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he moves like, clear to his jungle. Pride Stalker started hella slow. Yeah, Pride Stalker at one point had like 13 CS. The speaker's 31 CS. Oh no! And like you know, yeah, they were playing um, they were pl- playing the uh, Lulu top with Smite. TSM yeah. was so like I don't know what I don't know what they were thinking. Level two, they like they see Zed on a ward killing Grump, and then they decide to engage bot lane like three v two. They fuck up their engage. Zed comes down, and gets a double kill. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Graves is like Lulu dies. Graves is top lane free farming. <laughs> uh, the whole game was just yeah. a shit show. Yeah. He started off slow and then they, they brought it back. And then and then TSM was turtling for like so long, bro. I remember Licorice was just like split pushing bot, split pushing top. Like whenever every time like the inhib was up, just because like yeah. no one could deal with him besides like maybe tactical and like speak it together or something. Yeah, but like, but like barely. <laughs> Yeah, and then he that, Elder point. Drake, and then Graves just ends the game. Yes, yes. And I was and like, they, oh they were they were God. pushing mid. They, they still had like I think they had like one or two towers left. And then Licorice, uh, like the, he finished uh, the last tower that was up for TSM. And then I remember Kaido went in when he just got like like he tried he one shot him, it just did not work, and then he just got <laughs> yeah. popped. And then yeah. Huni came, and Huni's like, "No, stop hitting my nexus!" And Licorice and then he dies. <laughs> and then Liquor just ends the game after after the rest of fucking TSM gets washed at the other side of their fountain. <laughs> now TSM's 03. 04. 04, yeah, my bad. Oh, yeah. I think they play um is it, I think they might play CLG next week. Uh we can check. Or it might be the week after. No, it's uh, the week after. Yeah, it's crazy though. I've never nine and then immortals. Okay. Yeah. Never thought I'd see TSM go 04. Yeah. Not, Very, not what we expected of a team that's like one t- like seasons before. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I didn't have high hopes for this roster, but I did expect at least you know like a fifth place. Like yeah. I, <laughs> they, I thought they'd be better than Golden Guardians. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like all the commentators were talking about it, like TSM being oh four since like forever, the first time in history, and they yeah. all just like kept repeating it. And I know just Reg is molding. <laughs> yeah, molding he is. At home. <laughs> it was funny because there, there, there's this one tweet that people have been quote t- tweeting. Where it's like, um, Reggie was like, if I'm ever, if yes, I'm yes, ever yes. like CLG or something like that, I'm gonna sell my house, sell everything, and then yeah. they just screen cap the <laughs> screenshotted the standings, and it's CLG TSM at the bottom at 04. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, they pulled it out on stream. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny <laughs> to me. Cracked me up. 
Oh, that was great. Oh my god. It is actually kind yeah. of interesting because earlier today, uh, I think it was TSM actually tweeted out that they're benching their support. Oh no. Well, not uh, like I don't like uh, it's obviously a benching, but they kind of framed it in a way where it's like, oh yeah, he's still trying to adjust to North America, so he's gonna play in the academy for now. I don't know. I think I think what is Ayla Isla's fine. I don't know. No, no, it's uh their their supports um how the fuck do I pronounce his name? Oh no, I'm looking at team looking. I'm so stupid. It's a uh, Shenyi. Shenyi, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I thought I'm, he played I'm, fine. I'm looking at the page. Oopsie. I didn't think he played horrible, but I thought he played fine. I I don't know. It's weird to me that you know you like you say you're gonna have a developmental roster, which was that was their whole motto going into the season. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks in, you you bench your starter support. I mean, yeah, bro. When you're 04, desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, but like they, they're that's gonna, need to win, bro. You're, you're gonna ruin that, ruin your whole team environment. I think their team environment's already ruined, actually. I mean, yeah, the team environment was ever good to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but from what I've been hearing, from what I've been reading, uh, I think it was uh, Travis Gafford tweeted this out today that they let go of one of their coaches. Oh, okay, okay. And they didn't like they didn't scrim at all today. Wow, on a they're, Thursday, they're, they get or a break. Wednesday, middle of the week, you know, two days before LCS mm-hmm. or three days before LCS, whenever. Yeah, I think it's Saturday, Sunday now, right? I'm pretty coming. It's not a super week. That crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, like th- they've never been over 04 before, so like they're. I know they haven't. Here, like we're like, doing something wrong, so we got to switch it up. Like this isn't working. It's not working. Like back to back. I when you import somebody from a different region. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could ever just like bench them. You know what I mean? After only having them for like after, two after weeks. only for two, like like they haven't even been in. They've been in the U.S. for like two, two and a half, three weeks, maybe. They haven't been yeah. here for very long. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's hey, kind of crazy to me that you're gonna you're gonna shake up your main roster like this early into the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, I think I think Speak is fantastic. Speak yeah, he is. Speak's, Speak's really good. Like, He's a. I don't know. He's been kind of. He's been kind of inting some games. Or, I mean, you got to like, be when you're playing in. Yeah, I don't know. He'll, he'll like play really no, good, no can... and then like 20 minutes in, he'll do something stupid, and this go back <laughs> to playing really good. It's weird. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I see what you mean. I mean, listen, bro. No one, no one inted as hard as Pippo does, bro. True. My, man, My guy's just is a savage. I don't know. Literally respectable. All right. I want to talk about um, Rogue versus Astralis for LEC. I remember watching. It was a great game. Larson did not have a good time mid at all. No, he like, did. I think it was like one and four, one and five at some point. Oh, yeah, and he decided they, to play Ari. And yeah. uh, I don't know, man. I I wasn't convinced by Ari. I think I think they played Ari in LCS too, maybe. I don't remember. I, I know I saw it in a, another I think, region. I think at some point. I just I just remember it, it not looking that good. It's just it's just crazy to me that like the 09 team beat the 9 It's team. destiny. <laughs> it was destiny, dude. It was fucking crazy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, Dejour and uh, Kabe, they're yeah. nine and one each. Like, yeah. So they're, from they're... what I remember about this game, this game was kind of doomed. Uh, when uh, Malrong and I think Larson, or maybe it was Trimby, they tried to invade the red buff, and then they didn't have enough vision, so it, was, it ended up being a three v two, and they they both just died. Oh no. <laughs> they tried. And to I mean, saucy. it was also kind of doomed in draft. They gave they gave over Zeri. 
I, yeah, Zary, she's getting nerfed. Yeah, needs like, it. It's fucking stupid. She is, she is really strong. Yeah, it is it is kind of crazy. And like, bro, Dayor, De- Dejo, I don't know how you pronounce it. They always mess it up on commentary. I think I think he's fantastic, honestly. Like, I think he does some pretty cool stuff. It just it just sucks that like his team he, was like 09. I like him as a. I don't know. He, he has some good games. He's okay. He's like middle of the pack, I think. Uh, oh, maybe. Because uh, I think. I want to say it was actually that next game they played against G2. He didn't play very well. Probably. I mean, yeah, uh, from what I've seen, I, I always remember like the commentators okay. being like, Dejour, like going crazy. Like, I, I yeah. it just stuck into my mind. All right. And I, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good weekend for Rogue, bro. They, no, they, they went 0 2. They went 0 2. Yeah. They yeah. Lost the, the, the Misfits game was kind of surprising, too. I mean, that just made me realize that Lucian Nami as a lane is dead. You think so? Yeah, yeah the, one, Rogue's bot lane also played it really poorly. I think they lost like level one or level two, and like the the lane was over at that point, basically. Damn. And comp was kind of just like not playing, not I not mean, yeah. not on his best game. I I can yeah that they had they had the orn for the scaling they they had they tried but I feel like they um. It's it's like you want to get Nami E on like Lucian for his like so you can get like double auto off really easily and it doesn't actually yeah, damage. But on this was I think this was the nerf Nami. They nerfed it to deal less damage and then they re- like reverted that nerf on this patch that just came out. Really? Yesterday. Reverted yeah. Nami nerfs? The yeah. Fuck? Oh hell no. <laughs> Characters crazy. Weird. I mean, oh, we also see like a bunch of eighty carries like carrying like taking cleanse. Yeah, that's not surprising. Oh, no. I think uh yeah. when, when you end up having lane like a lane up against anybody that has a stun you kind of need it to play the game yeah i mean like, it's just like it just feels so much more common now than it used to be like years 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 ago yeah because the thing is right like you're not i mean especially in pro play you're never really fighting 2v2 that often where like mm-hmm. heal will you know like give you the advantage in a 2v2 so uh, cleanse, cleanse is always just worth it yeah, I, I think so too. All right, I want to talk about like one small interaction in okay. the Excel esports versus team vitality game. Mm-hmm. Self made on Trundle Jungle, mm-hmm. bought Hex Flash and Smite. Yeah, he he Hex Flash Hex Flashed over Dragon Pit, hit the Tribush, a Blue Side, Butlin, <laughs> and he got like a level two gank off. Yeah, and then like like. They they like like Patrick was like one in three, like like he he did not let him have like a good game at all. No, no. Then at, at some point, XL like Patrick just complete even though he like lost lane hard, he completely turned around and went eleven three. He didn't die after that, bro. He started <laughs> off like 0-2 or one three. I think he got like a, like a double kill bot or something on Karzin Lebron, and then they yeah. they like for, after losing lane for so long they won. Yeah, sounds about like, right. I'm I'm just like yo, this like. So, like, I'm, like, I'm like the hex flash over the bit over the dragon pit is so high IQ, bro. They won't expect it this early. The level two gentle gang, bro. They're not ready for it. And then it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter, bro. They they it made it worked. They got like two kills. Like, but he wins one fight. <laughs> and now yeah. Helios just scales. And I'm like, yo, what? Actually, nuts. God. Yeah, I guess uh, one one more just like news for LCS, I guess we could talk about is uh Core JJ got approved for his green card. 
Ah, uh, yeah, finally. So, I had the article pulled up. Yeah, according to Ride's global contract database. <laughs> bro, it he was is so now funny. recognized as a U.S. citizen, not an import. Uh, I think it was, I think it's Team Liquid's manager or something. Uh, the general manager, right? He, tweet, he tweeted a picture of uh, Twisted Fate, like the splash mm. art, and it's just him holding your green card. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's actually hysterical. That's fucking high IQ content. <laughs> I love that. Oh my it, god, that's it, that's actually huge for Team Liquid. Obviously, like Alo played really well, but you know, there's a difference between an academy support and a support that literally won a world championship. Yeah, Core JJ is literally <laughs> and now probably we the have... best thresh in the world. Yeah, Team Liquid, that's a team filled with imports, but technically only has two imports. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> Committing. Not a, not a single North American player on that roster. <laughs> what do you mean? They're all NA. <laughs> Most of the three-fifths of them are NA. Oh, that's technically. amazing. <laughs> Bro, yeah. Like, Bjergsen getting grandfather. Yeah, no, I just, I just saw the, the Jung King, yeah, TL Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> with the green credits. That's so good. He went to their graphics department. He's like, I need to stat. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like they've been sitting on that one for a while. You think so? Uh, yeah, look at the quality <laughs> of that green card. It is really nice. It's glowing, bro. Like, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But yeah, I'm excited to see Core JJ in action. Cause like TL TL's doing fine. Like they Yeah, but they could uh, they could do better. Yeah, they're what are they? Um they're 3 1, but they could be a 4 0 team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Huh, all right. Well, so with that, all right, let's talk about something so exciting. It's the next Dota 2 major. Ooh. ESL 1 Stockholm Major 2022 will host a live crowd for the first time since the pandemic. Yes. How hype is that? We're finally getting oh, in-person events I, back again. I'm I not super big into Dota, you know. I think Dota's cool. I, I'll, I mean, I'll probably still watch the finals at least. I always like to, I always like to watch finals of like esports events even if i don't really like damn that's watch much okay right like i watched um don't tell me you watched the overwatch fucking final for something (laughs) i watched i think it was the last uh there was a smash summit like uh last month or two months ago yeah yeah not too long ago yeah when the mango yeah yeah i I watched the finals for that i don't know i i I try to catch at least like one thing yeah, I, I respect that. I mean, I, I just never know what they're going on, you know? Yeah. But, like, it's going to have a $500,000 prize pool. It's going to take place in the Hobbit Arena in Stockholm, Sweden, from May 20th, 2022. Um, and it's going to have 18 teams, two groups of nine, best of, best of two round robins. Hot take? I think best of two. I don't know how it is in Dota. I think best of two is the best league format for, for groups. For groups, because, really? Yeah, because you get... Uh, you get rewarded for going 2-0, I think, a lot more than you would in best of threes. Okay. And both teams, it's like an equal opportunity kind of thing, right? Because both mm-hmm. teams get to play one game blue side, one game red side. Oh, I see. Okay. I see. I see. I see where you're coming from. That's, that's an interesting format. I remember uh, LCS tried it like years ago with best of two, but it wasn't groups, right? It was, it was uh, just a regular. L, uh, yeah, you, it was back when... Uh, LEC was called EU LCS. They did. Oh, LEC did the best of two. Yeah. Yeah. But their reasoning behind it was so dumb. Was like Europeans are more used to ties. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. they they tie soccer. in soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, 
But like, it's technically a round robin. They play each other multiple times, technically, but it doesn't happen back to back. That's the thing. Yeah. Like that was so like I I I, I that's an interesting take, and I you know I can see I can see where you're coming from with that. I actually I stole um, this take. From, uh, I was listening to. He stole the, his take. Yeah, yeah. I just yoinked it. Uh, I was listening <laughs> to um the the LEC podcast at Euphoria earlier today, mm-hmm. and I think they were talking. They they brought up that topic, and I was like. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, at least now we have the sponsored by Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, and then it's going to be like the top four of each group proceed to the upper bracket. Uh, five and six go to lowers. Uh, and the playoffs will be double Elam with Grands being best of five. Yeah. And I don't think they do like resets or anything or like game advantages. Yeah, that that's what I've always wondered, right? Like, what's the best way to go about in double elim giving like a winner's bracket advantage in the finals yeah, it's 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 usually either a reset for smash for like fgc or for like other titles that are like longer it's usually a game advantage yeah like but i feel like a, a game advantage in like in league or like dota like in an uh in a moba is just like i don't know one game yeah, so feels it's, like it's, a lot yeah, but that, that's the argument right it's like it's like they should be rewarded for being on from coming from winner side finals into grand finals and if someone from the winners of losers finals and then meet in grands, like know, they should theoretically like, have to beat them twice. Sometimes I That's feel like, like that, 10 games that, match. that award feels like that reward feels like it's too much. Like, it's, I, it's I, like, I could see, I could see in league or I don't know how it works in Dota. I could see in league, like if they ever did double elimination, which they probably never will. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them giving side choice to the winner's bracket. Yeah, I mean, that, I guess that makes like giving side choice to the, the people coming from winners bracket for like something, but I don't think it'd be it could ever be more than a best of five twice. Like you only have one to no. best of five. And no, I think I think you only do one best. Of, you can't do two yeah. best of fives. That's insane. No, yeah, I, I, they, you would literally like players would literally be yeah, under no. wits and there'd be no more mix ups. It'd have like, to be two like, two days, and they'd have to play you know. ten games. And like if both games went five, if both years went five games, it's ten games in two days. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Like even to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like I and like I, I let's couldn't... be honest. Like I, I feel like either the hype dies down after the first best of the five. Yeah, exactly. At that point, like, it's just draining. <laughs> yeah. Or like nobody ever really cares about the first best of five. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be one of the two. Yeah, I, I feel you. God, I, it'll never happen. But speaking of dope events, um, the Galentine's Games ten thousand dollar women's Valorant event happened uh on Valentine's Day. And for those of you who don't know, it's uh, uh, Super League Gaming host uh, this event uh, called Valentine's Day. It's returning. It returned for its fourth iteration and had a ten thousand dollar prize pool. And featuring teams like Aim Punch, Complexity, Dignitas, Manila Flogs, which by the way, when it's, when it's an acronym, uh, becomes MILF, <laughs> Moon Raccoons, Polar- Polaris, Shopify Rebellion, and Team Serenity. The event is specifically for women and female identifying and non-binary players. And they also, um, they won something, they won the Tempest Award for Best Diversity and Inclusion Initiative. That's so dope. There needs right? to be and more yeah. women, like women's events in, in esports. Yeah, like my, my community gaming host, uh, Level Up, which is yeah. a low tier uh, women's league for Valorant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, like you know, have, to have some camaraderie and like, you know, like work, like working on improving. But it's nice to see that there are like events that are like more focused towards. Um, like 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 female audiences and female players or like non-binary, whatever the case, that they have like their own bracket. And they can be like, oh yeah, hey, let's play in this, and it'll be streamed. We'll make money. It'll be a good time, just like yeah. everyone else, you know. 
dude it's tough being a feel like a female gamer that's actually good at the game yeah it's like like I, neither of us could ever be like oh we know what it's like <laughs> no never ne- like, literally never yeah i was it's actually um something fuck i was watching i don't remember i think it was might have been it might have been hotline league which is like a travis gafford like it's like a call-in show mm-hmm. and he had uh the eg's head coach on there and a, a woman that runs like you know kind of gaming events like the conversation they had was really interesting as to why like mm. there aren't like women players in you know lcs not even just lcs but like academy leagues or like whatever right mm-hmm. and it's it, like the, the gist of what i got was that like like there are multiple players that are at that level and that are good mm-hmm. but like does anybody ever really want to be the first you know what i mean i there there have been some and like, yeah but like the amount of scrutiny and like like none of them have like ever ball, broken lot of, lot of like broken out into like the main stage like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like to all the way to the front yeah and so like it's, it's, it's all eyes crazy. on you and if you don't perform yeah. then you either like like prove the like you face you face like... scrutiny because you're you're playing like poorly mm-hmm. and then people just are going to hate on you because you're a woman yep like that's that's yeah. just the reality of online gaming yeah kind of sucks and then if you like if you pop off people will be like oh it was a fluke like oh yeah. it's not consistent yeah so it, it's like it's nice to see and then i don't know if you've um yeah i remember like, you remember all like the the thorn stuff um like um like there was there was uh uh i forget i think i, I what what title was it for there was uh, an only women's tournament and then thorn was like what are we gonna get an only men's tournament <laughs> Oh man! And then everyone on Twitter just gave him shit. He like blocked a bunch of people. Yeah, that sounds because he, right he just didn't yeah. understand the concept. He he has um, some he has some questionable takes sometimes. Yeah, he's he's a boomer. He but he is esports. He's so. a boomer. But he. <laughs> he I don't. He said, I don't. That's what he, he said. He said I am esports. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like him. Like I think he has some you know kind of cringe opinions, but he does put out really good content. Mm-hmm. I'll admit that. Yeah, gotta give it to him, even though he's a sexist sometimes. Yeah, he's very sexist. All right, but speaking of Valorant, um, Riot Games to provide a collegiate Valorant infrastructure. So, like, I think that's dope that, like, um, like a company like Riot is gonna be the ones creating like the like the the foundation for collegiate esports for their title, because like usually it's like um like the collegiate star league or like a collegiate program. We'll yeah. kind of be like the middleman between universities and be like, oh yeah, hey, like this is like the program we got going on. Like you can play like, you know, like like these, you can have like a, you can make a Valorant team, you, you can have them enter our events. And it's gonna be like, like colleges versus colleges for like different scholarships and stuff like that. So it's it's really interesting to see like not, them not going towards the middleman and just making their own grounds for it and having like universities from across the US like connect <laughs> with one another on like a game. I think like it's the I think it's probably the best way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I think they already have that kind of setup for league. They but do, like yeah. collegiate, collegiate league isn't very big. I think Valorant definitely has more of an appeal. Yeah, Valorant's huge, bro. I, I went to Rutgers Esports, um, the Esports Center, and like everyone there was playing Valorant. There's a whole Valorant tournament going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At their Esports Center. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like more people are likely to play Valorant than they are league. Like, yeah, at, at college. Yeah, I completely agree. Not with with how it is now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's dope because Riot Games and A and the Riot Scholastic Association of America. 
I didn't even know that was a thing, by the way, when I first read this. <laughs> uh, plans to support collegiate Valorant infrastructure with a tentative fall 2022 start date, which is like this year. Are going to work with colleges in the U.S. to develop um, the Valorant ecosystem. They're going to have leagues in place, and they're going to have three pillars. It's going to be students first, long-term stability, and competitive integrity. Uh, and so far, like you mentioned that they already do League of Legends uh, collegiate uh, work. They okay, so already they already have like out. the groundwork set out. Yeah, they've done it before for a 5v5 game, so they can do it again. Yeah. Uh, and then they've already paid out like $190,000 in, scho- in scholarship money to winning teams, which I think is just like super dope. Like oh, all these kids are getting money for playing games. Their parents are like, yeah, you should be studying for college. He's, he's, he's like here to like being like, a, like they're out here being like a mortal or like a, ra- a radiant. And they're like, I am, bro. I'm going to get scholarships. Don't worry. <laughs> you that, that esports money. I do wonder. I, I legitimately think Valorant might be more popular than League in, in NA at least. Mm-hmm. I because like you you had people you had almost everybody initially from league go to Valorant as soon as it dropped because everyone wanted to play it. Then you had people from Overwatch and Counter Strike come over to Valorant. Yeah. So like it kind of took everyone um, from multiple yeah. sectors. The only problem is I think that League's always been kind of hard to find player counts for. So I don't really know, but I wouldn't be surprised if Valorant is like relatively close, at least in North I, America, I, I th- not not like around the world, but at least in North America to League. I, I think it's more popular at like like the like the pyramid of levels because like yeah. League is only it's only like the LCS Academy, yeah, like the and like the LCS, like the LCS. There's no real like tier two or tier three League teams. Yeah, there are no like local tournaments. Yeah, <laughs> or like, exactly. Or like you know, yeah. There are a lot of tier one, tier two, and tier three Valorant teams because there's yeah. no like league. It's all just open circuit. Yeah. So I yeah, I think the professional scene is like definitely uh, yeah, like, I, more popular. I, I would say popular not, not viewership yeah. wise, but like player base wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean viewership's slowly getting there, bro. Like for for um on like the riot mainstream, they had like 70k viewers for a mm-hmm. Valorant game. And I think for like when they had uh Roy Jivik and stuff, I think they had like one or two hundred K. Which is which is like really good, but you know, like like I said, this is people from like already from like from Riot, you know, yeah, people who are like already interested in like other from other like demographics. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really dope to see, and um, you know, hopefully Riot continues like do more stuff like uh, like this. Yeah, I think right. this yeah. it'll be good mm-hmm. just because Valorant is, I don't know, it's it's growing and it's always good to invest more into like the lower levels. Yeah, and definitely like the the first like decent FPS game in a long time. Yeah, compared to like CS, everyone's like, yeah, Counter Strike's great, but like we need something new, bro. This is too old. <laughs> Even though like it being old is what makes it good. Yeah, I'm bro. I'm telling you, like once they drop CS like Counter Strike Global Offensive two, <laughs> I don't, everyone's I don't know, man. Valorant, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It's over, bro. It's over. That's what that's what it's gonna kick. <laughs> I promise. <sighs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to Esports Diff. Make sure to follow us on your respective podcast platform to stay up to date with our episodes that air every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And make sure to rate and review if you enjoyed the cast. We're your host, Fabs and Faison, and we'll catch you next week on Esports Diff. See you guys. Peace. <laughs>